Welcome to Eliminated, a Royal Rumble podcast. I am your host, Bill, along with Jim Boystar, a.k.a. The Climate Changer. Yes, I want it to stick. <laughs> I want that name to stick. And boy, this is a change of climate for this particular show compared to the last one. Mm-hmm. Very different era. We're talking Royal Rumble 2000, the last episode we did was the greatest Royal Rumble, which was in 2018, and my have the times have changed. Indeed, they have. Um, There's a lot going on in this time, because this is the first Royal Rumble of the new millennium, Um, we're in the Monday Night Wars, we're into a lot of things. I was, when I got this as the, uh, or when this was picked, I was very excited now granted we're gonna do all of these anyway but mm-hmm. there's just something like this is see i like you mentioned before i was not a huge uh i wasn't an 80s fan right and and really i started only getting into the product probably around the new generation era so this is really the first one that i'm doing that i remember actually being a huge fan of meaning yeah. like being a fan during i should say right and this is really a good time because WWE, they're in this period where they're really dominating uh, pretty much everything. The ratings and the talent that they have you know, is just incredible at this point in time. This was also chosen over 1995 Royal Rumble, and this was the one that we put to a vote where it was me, you... And uh, and Chris Harrington. Now, obviously, Chris isn't here, but can I ask you why your vote went went to two thousand over nineteen ninety five? Um, I guess my reason is between the two ninety five or ninety five would have been too short to do, like time wise. As mm-hmm. whereas here, you know. It's a little bit longer, and you have a little bit more to be prepared for. Right. Okay. All right, so what's going on during this period in WWE and promotions outside of WWE? All right, well, the main stuff right now with WWE is that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have taken over the company. We are in the McMahon-Helmsley era. At this point in time. And they're right now running the show. So it's basically Triple H taking everything, you know, for an advantage, pretty mm-hmm. much. And Stephanie's right behind him with it. And this is when it was all fresh. This is like the first time that it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, meaning we see Stephanie and Triple H as like your authority figure. Yes. Flash forward, apparently, in 18 years later, we're still talking about it and it's become old. But back in around this time, this was fresh. It was in your face and really well done for the most part. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, also, The Rock has declared entry for the royal rumble and that he is going to beat 29 jabronis which the big (laughs) show took uh back you know he was upset about that so he said that he was going to win the royal rumble as well and then mick foley is in a very interesting situation because he had lost his job 
but <clears throat> came back after pretty much the entire roster had threatened to leave WWF if Mick Foley was not rehired. <clears throat> and then he did, and then he comes back as Mankind, but then a few days later he changes back to Cactus Jack. Right. And it should be noted as well, uh, both Austin and The Undertaker, I believe, are injured at this point. That's right. It's so amazing to me because I feel like in in more recent times, I'm not even just talking about when we're recording this, but like if they lose one guy, it's like they're really messed up. Back then, they were clever enough to be be, be to the point where they could rely on only two guys. I mean, even back in 98, I remember they basically relied for months on four people, Mm -hmm. uh, Austin, Undertaker, Kane, and uh, and mankind. Yeah. And now here we are looking at this again, and they're basically relying on Triple H, Foley, uh, and The Rock. Yeah. And I guess to a lesser extent, The Big Show. Mm-hmm. Where like it just amazes me that they have so little people versus today, where they have basically everyone, and this is the better product. Yeah. Oh yeah. So let's look at the champions. Going into this, um, Triple H is the reigning WWF champion at this point in time. The Intercontinental title is shared at the moment. Chris Jericho and China are co-Intercontinental champions, which had never been done before and thankfully has not been done since. Agreed. The European champion is Val Venus. The hardcore champion is test who recently won that title and the tag team champions are the new age outlaws for their for the fifth time and the women's champion is the cat meanwhile in wcw the heavyweight title is vacant after chris benoit had left the company the day before or the day after he had won the title which is crazy. I remember that where yeah. they got out of it by his foot was on the rope or something like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah a bunch of bunch of weird crap that it, was. Well, it was it was Benoit versus Sid, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And then also the one of the things that was the big problem on if you know if Benoit was leaving was I think Kevin Sullivan got the main book. Like he was the one in charge of creative right. and and you know Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit have a long history of not liking each other so when you hear that someone that doesn't like you a lot is basically in charge of your creative you get the sense that like oh i should probably leave or do something about that and and this benoit win if i can recall correctly again uh was sullivan basically showing look there's no hard feelings i'm even giving you the belt which I guess was not good enough for Benoit. Now that I'm thinking of it. So yeah, so it's like you mentioned, WCW title vacant right yes. now. Uh, the U.S. champion is Jeff Jarrett. The World Television title is vacant as well after Scott Hall threw it in a trash can <laughs> because it didn't make him TV dinners. Right, if I remember correctly. Uh, the WCW Tag Team Champions are the Mama Lukes of Johnny the Bull and Big Vito, if, yeah, if anyone remembers that. Uh, 
the WCW Hardcore Champion, very young, it's still there, was Brian Knobs, and the WCW <laughs> Cruiserweight Champion at this time is actually vacant because the previous champion, Oklahoma, well, he exceeded the weight limit. <laughs> oh, I kind of missed WCW 2000. Hmm. Um, so, wait, so, so three of their titles are vacant? The, yeah. Well, the T, I don't even know if the TV title does come back. I'm trying to remember. It does, but not. Duggan brings it yeah. back, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's a jet. Duggan, Hacksaw Jim Duggan becomes a janitor. Right. And he finds it in the trash can, despite the fact that, you know, it's a different building. And mm-hmm. <laughs> So they pretty much bring the same trash wherever they go. That's, yeah. That's what I get. And, and never get rid of it, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so it's a cruiserweight. The TV. And the world heavyweight title. And the world, okay. And then, finally, in ECW, Mike Awesome is the ECW heavyweight champion. The Impact Players are the tag team champions. And the television champion is Rob Van Dam. All right, that's pro- that's his long reign with it, right? Yeah, Where that's the one that's like almost on. two years. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Wow, what a great time. To be a wrestling fan, I'm mm-hmm. I'm just really excited now, even more about this event. Hearing what happened in the other promotions, um, of course, I think what well, I'm trying to think what WCW is heading towards now. Uh, what's their next pay per view? Sold out. Super Brawl. Super Brawl. Okay, that's right. Interesting. All right, and of course, and Russo is there as well now, right? At this point, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, because he left in late 99. So, again, this is one of the early shows that doesn't have Russo's fingerprints on the WWE product. Right. All right. So, what do we know about going into this Rumble? We know that, uh, first, <laughs> it's the, the term is what one man will go on to WrestleMania, mm-hmm. is said. Keyword there. Uh, also, Jim Ross says... The intervals will be, quote, two minutes or less. Are you sure that was Jim Ross or is that Finkel? I think I have Jim Ross down. Because I remember Jim Ross saying it was every 90 seconds. And then the Fink said... Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Because I have two minutes or less in quotes. But then I do see it says JR says 90 seconds. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Mm Mm-hmm. They basically told everyone in the crowd, yeah, or such. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was at this event. It should be noted as well. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. No real pre-match interviews except for one that I caught, which was The Rock, mm-hmm. and that he has to get through Crash Holly and Mosh. Right. And then he might have a legitimate chance of winning it. <laughs> right. Um, you have anything else before we get into the Rumble match? Mm, no, that's about it. Let's do it. All right. And we will begin with entries one through five. One was D'Lo Brown. Two, Grandmaster Sexay. Three, Headbanger Mosh. Four, Christian. And five, Rikichi. And just as a carry-on from our last episode, so I did say I compared the this event character-wise, and all five of these I do consider characters. And I have eliminated in this segment Mosh, Christian, and D'Lo. What do you think about the first two? Very strange picks, in my opinion. Very odd. Um, D'Lo, I was always a fan of D'Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it was weird to see him at number one. But then Grandmaster Sexay, I, I don't know. He m- might be the worst number two entry ever <laughs> that we've done up to this point. Sure. It, we'll keep that in mind. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And then Lawler's upset that Sexay drew, drew number two. Right. <laughs> Which is always a good joke. Well, see, here's what I... I actually got a little annoyed by that, because I'm like, wow, I remember that they used to play around that, oh, Grandmaster Sexay and Lawler, mm-hmm. you know, our father and son, but nothing ever comes of it, ever. No. Nope, there's absolutely no payoff to that, which is weird, because this is an era where there's a payoff for everything. Every little thing they would, like, that they would push... Well, not everything, but I would say 90% of the stuff that they threw out there... There was a payoff for, oh, yeah. you know, for for every five things, there was a blonde bitch project, mm-hmm. which there was no payoff. But this is one of them. And they ran with that for ye- this for years. Yeah. The Lawler uh, Grandmaster Sexay slash Brian Christopher thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was funny. It was mm-hmm. really funny. I just got mad because I realized that, oh, my God, they never gave any kind of payoff on this. Right. And they're not going to. Uh, I feel like Sexay looks fatter than I remember. I had that he looked nerdy. <laughs> like, well, I think that's the point. Yeah. Um, I guess he looks a little fat. Not too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's a little pudgy, but that's really about it. I don't know what it was. I just it, it looked at him and I was like, I feel like he's bigger than I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock fears Mosh and his tit cones. <laughs> yeah, oh God, those cones. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, the first of many May Young jokes. Oh, God. This match. Um, and then we have a Kai and Ty running who yep, are not in the running. Rumble, which they do say people are not in the Rumble. And I don't usually ever do this, but this was running number one okay. of the match. <laughs> right. Um, and then I also saw, um, and, and this was something I've never done before, Signs. The first, Ooh. the first sign that I see is right in like the front row of the crowd. Tom is gay. <laughs> yep, this is the era where it, that was like, uh, you would just say use gay very openly as an insult. Mm-hmm. Again, it is a very strange difference than what the world we live in today. So I'd like to know who this Tom person is, <laughs> and are you gay? Yeah, yeah. Like, did he actually come out in the future, right? Like, and say, uh, "Look," or maybe, <laughs> how about this one? Maybe he he's watching with his friends and sees a Tommy's gay side, and that's when he decides, "Yep, that's true," and that was his out. Dwaller <laughs> uh, likes calling Kayantai Chinese. Oh my gosh! Yep. Yep, I have that later in my notes. That King is being prejudiced. He's like, look at the little Chinese guys. They're Japanese. Right. And then I have a quote from him about Mosh's cones. And Lawler says, they're hanging down there like Mae Young. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about what happened during the show. <laughs> I miss Christian's old song. I actually really like that song. It's not bad. Uh, it's from volume four. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to Sex A and Rikishi. 
uh, at the end of this segment, which leads into our next segment. But what else do you have? Um, well, I also had, I, I didn't write it in my notes, but I do remember seeing this. So it, it was sort of a mental note. Um, I think it was Christian or Grandmaster Sexay. They did a hip toss onto Mosh and it, and they landed on uh, Mosh's ankle. And it looked like it really hurt for, I thought Mosh, you know, would have had a limp, but he didn't, fortunately. It was maybe just a little, you know, like, in a little injury where it was like, ow, ow, you know, but yeah, it didn't, it, it looked bad. Like that bump looked bad, but fortunately nothing, you know, terrible came out of that. Right. What else do you have? Um, Rikishi just goes in and he starts dominating. He, he's just dominating left and right. And something that I noticed, especially right about this point, is when the wrestlers start to come out, depending on who they are, you can hear the fans, they have this big gasp. It's like, <gasps> ooh. It's like, for just about every, you know, like, this point, it's just about, you know, you know, like, when it comes out, whoever it is, it'd be like, ooh. Like, oh, so, you know, business is about to pick up in, you know, JR terms. Yeah. The crowd was, well, I mean, not to brag, but that crowd was really good. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest, because um, I have not been to a show in Madison Square Garden yet, although that'll change uh, this coming April okay. with the Ring of Honor and New Japan show. But pay-per-views in Madison Square Garden, they always tend, they always seem to be good shows, and part of it is because of the crowd. <clears throat> like, I can't think off the top of my head of a bad pay-per-view that was held in Madison Square Garden. And I think the crowd plays a big factor in that. I, I would agree with that, and especially during this time. Like you said, this is the time where where pro wrestling is cool, everyone's into it, you know, even outside of pro wrestling fans. Uh, like I said, it's a great time in general. Uh, how are we looking on the clock? We have 15 seconds. <laughs> Might as well wait this one out. Like how... Um, Rikishi waited out Scott as well. Alright. Entry 6 through 10. 6, Scotty Tuhati. 7, Steve Blackman. 8, Viscera. 9, The Big Boss Man. And 10 is Test. Alright, I have during this segment eliminated. Grandmaster Sexy, Scotty Tuhati, Blackman, and Viscera. And we mentioned that it came down to Rikishi and Grandmaster Sexy, and then Scotty Tuhati was the next one in, and I absolutely love this. Oh, Why don't you tell booking. people what happened? Great booking. So it does come down to Rikishi and Sexy. Scotty Tuhati comes running in. He's got the sunglasses. He gives them to Rikishi, and they do the dance. In the middle of the ring, and Madison Square Garden goes apeshit. They go crazy while they're dancing. And it's a really good part of the match because you get a little bit of a breather. Because <clears throat> I, I guess for me, like, the first four guys, it was like, eh, okay. Once Rikishi came in and then, you know, 
this dancing and all that, that's when it starts to get really good. Yeah. And then after the dancing, Rikishi clotheslines Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Tuhati and then throws both of them out at the same time. Mm, which I thought was really good because it wasn't even like a, oh, we're splitting up kind of thing. Exactly. It was like he threw them out and they were mad, but they were like, yeah. We should we should have saw that coming, mm-hmm. and then they're still friends, and Rikishi continues to dance until the next person comes out, which would be Steve Blackman. Yeah, and then during that time, I hear chants of "Blackman sucks." Point in time, and it's interesting because later in the year, Blackman's gonna be so over the team or his teaming with Al Snow, the you know the legendary head cheese team and then once he becomes hardcore champion you know he's on another level of popularity also this is the start of the uh i guess i'm gonna because i don't think we i don't know if we'll ever have a royal rumble that has this what i'm gonna call the the death parade okay so number eight was viscera Mm -hmm. number nine was boss man Number 10 is Taz, and then we'll get to the... It continues on the next segment, but Mm -hmm. that's all I'll give for now. I don't think we're going to... I don't know if we're ever going to see one rumble where there's four in a row. That's very true. I didn't even think of it. Um, And then I also wrote down that we have trench coat viscera involved. It looks like he's wearing one. And then Boss Man comes out. And then this is where, and I and I thought of you on this, because he gets to the ring, but he never gets into the ring, and he waits, and Jim Ross mentions in the commentary that there is no rule where you have to enter the ring right away once you have come out. Okay, I actually missed that, but that's interesting. Because then what would stop him from just going to the back and then just hanging out and then coming out later? I mean, we know what stops him in this instance, right. but if it was anyone else, what would stop them? Exactly. Hmm. Because, like, when we, when we did 91, Savage never comes out. Here, Bossman has come out, so he, he's, I guess, officially a part of the match now. But he doesn't have to enter the ring right away. Right. It's kind of like, kind of like Volkov. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. I I completely forgot about Volkov from '88. Mm-hmm. Because he came out, and you know he was just hanging around being a doofus, and then he comes into the ring. Hmm. It's, it's uh, that's really I didn't catch it, and now I'm really interested on how that rule progresses in future rumbles. Like, mm-hmm. do we have people that like come out and then they're like, "No, you're not in it still," or or what? Like, it's like I said, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Do, is there any match in professional wrestling that changes on a year to year basis like the Royal Rumble does regarding the rules? Not that I can think of. By the way, no managers are allowed in this Rumble match, in right. case you're wondering. <laughs> uh, one other thing I, we forgot to mention. For when, some reason, 
they play the Shawn Michaels 1995 win before this thing oh, starts. Yeah, they did, and it's like the only like Royal Rumble moment clip they play the entire show. But why? I don't know. It seems so random to me. Like it'd be one thing if number one or two were going to try to go the distance, but we know that wasn't the case since mm-hmm. it was D'Lo Brown and Grandmaster Sexay. Yeah. It was really weird to me. I don't. I didn't know what you thought of it. It it was a very weird spot. It was like I, I guess maybe they were like, okay, we gotta stall the fans just a little bit longer. Let's play this clip. Let's play this clip. Mm-hmm. And they they just chose the Shawn Michaels hanging by one foot, and then winning the match. Uh, what else do you have? Um, test test has a big pop when he comes out he does that's true he's he is very popular at this time because he was in the angle with stephanie mcmahon where he almost got married right yeah that was in november i believe mm-hmm. right so this is january so only a month has gone about two months have gone by since that happened mm-hmm and it's like Test is getting punished for not marrying Stephanie McMahon, basically. Right. Uh, it should be mentioned also that, and we forgot to, to say this, apparently we know who number 30 is on this. Yes, match. we do. Um, should we mention it now or wait till we get to it? No, let's mention it now because okay. I, don't, I don't know how it was decided that he's 30. Okay, so X-Pac got number 30. He had a match with Test. And whoever won the match would get the number 30 spot. Why against Test? What did Test do to possibly earn number 30? I guess because he almost married Stephanie McMahon. Oh my god. There there is that possibility. There is, but you know what? Hey, at least there was a reason, I guess. All right, now we go to 11 through 15. 11, the British Bulldog. 12, Gangrel. 13, Edge. 14, Bob Backlund. And 15, Chris Jericho. And I have, during this segment, eliminated Rikishi and Backlund. I have a lot for this one, actually. So first, let's start with the fact that when the British Bulldog comes out, Jerry Lawler lets out a bark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weak one. I also have down that Tess wants some of Gangrel because he pulls he Gangrel comes out and he pulls Gangrel's hair from the uh, while Gangrel's on the outside before he gets in. Why does Tess want some of Gangrel? I don't know. <laughs> what do you have? Um, I have that they start to low blow each other a lot. Like Tess low blow, or Bossman low blows Tess. Rikishi low blows boss man, and then I think Tess low blows Rikishi at one point. So it's like they do the do that to each other, and they knock themselves down. Mm-hmm. Then we get run in number two. Yes, which is Kai and Tai again, and this is where Taka gets thrown out, and he hits face first onto the floor, and he bounces his head bounces off the the arena floor 
Right, which Waller gets a kick out of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I think they, he calls him Chinese again. Mm-hmm. Because he says something, it's either now or later, where he mentions about, are they taking him to a Chinese hospital? Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can't, you could not get away with this stuff today. Not, not at all. It's a damn shame, too, because it's so good. Uh, and then this is where we start to get the replays. Cause, oh, yeah, of Taka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's around this part where they show it twice. It's like right. back to back. Yeah, because you have to show it the first time mm-hmm. of when, like, when, because you didn't, the camera didn't catch it, like, the first time. Right. initially, yeah. So you have to show it then, and then Lola loved it so much you wanted to see it again. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, so, are they trying to say that Kai and Tai were in the Rumble? Yeah. At some point? Okay. So my question is, do we know who took their spot? No, not that I know of. Now, that would have been a funny story to go into Raw the next night. Right, like, I agree. Like Kai and Ty get tries to get revenge on whoever took their spots mm-hmm. for the rumble. That would be it would have been good. Um I also have here that there's at least one woman, maybe multiple women that are screaming for Edge when he comes out. Well, I mean he is a handsome young man at this time, you know. Right. Um I have that there is a pop for Bob Backlund. Yes, the hero of the 1993 Royal Rumble. Yep. Uh, how old was he in 93? Oh, wow. That's uh, 40-something. Yeah, 43. 43. I was going to say 45 for some reason. <laughs> so he, You would think all the times I heard it in that episode, I would have remembered it. So he's probably 49 or 50 at this point. And this is where they mentioned that he's running for Congress. <laughs> Which... Is a long thing, meaning he runs for office for years, it feels like. Because when's the first time that he mentions that he's running for office? Like the mid-90s, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, is when he tried to run for president of the United States. Which was what year? Again, I'm trying to... Okay. So he's hot on the trail, on the campaign trail, still five years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you surprised to see Backlund? I was, because he sort he doesn't really fit the attitude era mold. No, not at all. Right. Um, I have that six people eliminated Rikishi, including Backlund. Mm-hmm. And then Backlund leaves through the crowd. And by the way, the next segment is when we'll talk about the event outside of the Royal Rumble match. Right. Yeah, because like when Backlund gets eliminated, the ref is trying to take him to the back and then he just goes right into the crowd yeah and jr's like oh he's campaigning he's campaigning for those people who are in connecticut <laughs> i wonder how many people from connecticut did come to this to event. this event <laughs> Thank you. i was just about to say that uh i don't probably not many not enough for it to be worth this time i'm sure yeah and then, like, JR, or not JR, but King mentions, like, a couple people who live in Connecticut that I wasn't even sure if they did or not. Like, Andy Richter from the Conan O'Brien show. I don't hmm. know if he lived in Connecticut. And then Debbie Harry from Blondie. I guess we're really selling 
people on, hey, let's put over Connecticut. Because I remember Andy Richter was at that show. He was, for, for which the, we'll talk about in the yeah. next segment, probably. Yeah. I don't know if Debbie Harry was or not. Hmm. I never, I don't ever remember reading that she was there for the show or not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but it's, like I said, it's a, it's a hard sell on Connecticut. Who knows? Maybe they were trying to get people to relocate to Connecticut on their roster or right. creative or something. Like, Let's put over Connecticut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like Connecticut gets put over enough. Oh, and then uh, another sign. Maybe yes. you can tell me this one. EHS sucks. EHS. I know it has to be a high school. Yes, that's my first thing as well. East High School sucks. Maybe is is there an East High School or hmm? I wonder why it sucks. And and they spelled sucks S U X. So of course you did. That's so, this is what you do. That so yeah. clearly these young men are going to school, you know, because they spelled sucks S U. Well, but no. To be fair, that's you know that late nineties, early two thousand trend. Right. Also, I'm sure you being in the school system are very sad about that. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Yes, that that the school system back in the year 2000 was failing the youth of America. Yes. (laughs) But they at least got the E and the H and the S. We don't know what it is, though. No, we don't. All I'm thinking is it it has to be a high school. That's something high school. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. Ten, yeah. nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. And now we go to 16 through 20. 16, Crash Holly. China uh, is 17. 18 is Farouk. 19, The Road Dog. And 20, Al Snow. And I have during this segment eliminated China, Jericho, Farouk, and Bulldog. Uh, I have down here Lawler saying, even The Rock picked Crash Holly. <laughs> yep, he did. He sure did. Now we have the Mean Street Posse running in, who apparently was denied the Royal Rumble. This is run-in number three. <laughs> and maybe that's them now. That might and a, be. So, now, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, Mean Street Posse run in, and they eliminate Farouk. And now Farouk is apparently out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure that out, too, because, okay, well, first off, Farouk is, like, one of the last people you'd ever want to mess with, mm-hmm. and, um, it, well, basically, going after any acolyte is just about a bad thing to do. I don't know why'd you go after them. All right, let's talk about the event outside of the Rumble. All right. It's a very historic event. Very event-worthy, too. Um, so our opening match, the debuting Taz defeats Kurt Angle, which I remember got a huge pop. That was amazing. I I mean, I remember being there and I remember being like, yeah, I I think it was pretty much out at that point that Taz was coming. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't really think it was that big of, of a surprise right. for people. I don't remember it being like, oh, shit, it's Taz. I can't believe it. I think more or less people were expecting Taz. Yeah. But it was still a great debut. And as tradition with, I feels like most things that WWE doesn't create, a great debut and then a fall. Mm-hmm. 
Like they very rarely, even in the, their best years, uh, do not do a great job of having a great debut and then following it up. Like even in the case of like the Big Show and Jericho, both great debuts, but what everyone forgets is months after that, they're like lower card. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hardy Boys defeated the Dudley Boys in a tag team tables match. I think that was a first. And then we had the Miss Royal Rumble bikini contest, oh, God. which was won by Mae Young. Dear God Almighty. The cat was robbed. That's all I'm going to say. Can I say something? Well, rewatching this, like, and, and I'm glad that you brought back that the women, that she was the women's champion, mm-hmm. because I didn't remember that at all. Um, but I was sitting there watching, like, God, they really did try pushing the cat for for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think, looks wise, I think she's pretty overrated. Really, I I I don't think she is. As a, she's definitely no like to me at least no Sunny or Sable, or you know, like Deborah who they push for a while. Oh God, Deb! Now that's someone that's overrated, Deborah. See, I don't know. I I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. I think the cat was overrated, and I forgot though that she was the women's champion, so that's probably why she was pushed at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you know who can? Oh God, the May Young stuff. With the worst <laughs> censoring job. It's true. That's... They center the entire screen, basically, except for the top part and the bottom part. Pretty much. Uh, Chris Jericho defeated China and Hardcore Holly in a triple threat match to become the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Mm. The New Age Outlaws defeated the Acolytes to stay the tag team champions. And Triple H defeated Cactus Jack in a street fight to stay the WWF champion. Which was an amazing match. Oh my god, that is incredible. Have Have you ever seen? Because uh, it wasn't on the network, but have you ever seen uh, the the home videotape? And after like after the show is over, and they show Triple H getting you know checked on backstage. Yes, I did. In fact, I can tell you right now, the what I was watching it on. That's the last thing of this event. Yeah, because like. It's a weird way to end the event. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he's so bloody. And then, you know, he mentions, oh, I fell on a pallet, wooden pallet. And there's, like, a piece of wood that's in his leg. Right. And they have to take it out. It's it's so disgusting, but yet it's so cool to see. See, this is weird where I, I look back and I think this might be one of the first events that we've done on this podcast that... I say, you know what? Maybe the event outside of the Rumble might have been better than the actual Rumble match. Oh, yeah. This is like a one of the rare occasions. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the whole card. I've the, Well, not the whole card. I, I actually didn't like the triple threat. Yeah. Um, but but all, everything else was great, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, going back to the Rumble here, why does Lawler keep trying to guess when The Rock's going to come out? Oh, my God. Yes. Because it's like he, he keeps trying every single time. And then we're starting to get we want Rocky chance. Right. And Jay, or the king guesses like three times in a row. And it's like, just just stop. Please. Well, no. Or, or keep going because eventually you're going to be right. <laughs> yeah, but if you keep going, you're just going to kill... 
I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> yeah, because there's one point he's like, all right, next our next person, The Rock says, The Rock says. <laughs> yep. Do you smell a la 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 la? And it's like, that's like freaking Road Dog or something. Right. <laughs> and then, like, I like his reaction when China comes out. He's like, China? China? So he didn't know that she was in the Rumble match? No. Also, that's a pretty significant thing. There's a, a bunch of people that are working double mm-hmm. on this. So let's see. All three people from the uh, Intercontinental title match. Yep. Um, is that it? And everybody from the tag title match. And everyone from the – right, yes. Everyone from the tag Seven title match. People. And I guess maybe those are the ones who were supposed to think took Kai and Tai and the Mishri Posse's spot. I, I guess. I mean, I'm not really sure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's really about it for my notes for this segment. Just the rocky chance of Jerry Lawler guessing terribly. Yeah. And it's... Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, now we go to 21 through 25. 21, Val Venus. 22, Prince Albert. 23, Hardcore Holly. 24, The Rock. And 25, Billy Gunn. And I have during this segment eliminated was Edge, The Boss Man, and Krish. Funaki is back. Yep, running number four. <laughs> because Taka was taken to the hospital, so Funaki's just going solo, I guess. Yeah, we, we think it may be a Chinese hospital. We're not really sure. Right, yeah, Lola makes sure to call him Chinese again. For um, sure. And then we get replay number three of Taka. Now, again, right. I, I did keep count of this one, just like with the Titus slip from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, this is run-in number four, replay number three. Um, and then I wrote, how many May Young jokes can we fit into this match? My God. <laughs> it is just about every single time. It's just sad. Lola can't get enough of May Young. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you know, it's like what Bubba Ray said in his Hall of Fame speech. May Young is the toughest man that he ever met. <laughs> um... Yeah, like, it's weird because I don't – so here's where The Rock comes out. And finally, mm-hmm. The Rock has come back, uh, and Lawler did not try to guess. So he was he was not able to correctly predict when The Rock was going to come out. Right. Um, it's weird to me that – first, we, we do get our Rock versus Crash. Mm-hmm. Rock does fight Crash Holly and actually throws Crash Holly out, which I thought was really good because of the promo from earlier. Yep. So um, he's able to get at least one. He's able to get so yeah, he, he's well yeah, and Mosh was, has been out for a while now at this point. Um. Yes, yeah, so I, I also have sorry. I also have here that the, this is where Road Dog starts cradling the bottom rope, mm-hmm. and that's not a bad strategy if you think about it. No, not at all. Like, the the good side to that is you can't get eliminated, but the bad side to that is if someone sees you, they're going to choke you and kick you while you're down there, and there's no way to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I want to ask you was, the we mentioned how this is basically the McMahon-Helmsley um, 
you know, era, the faction is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of running things right now. That faction right now includes who? Triple H, Stephanie, and is it all these members? It's got to be all the members of yeah. DX here, right? So yeah. it's Billy, Road Dog, X Pac. Yep, and that's it. Right, no China. China was no. st- was by herself. Okay, mm-hmm. um, because I always get re- it's always weird to me when like a the the person that is the champion uh, has their people in the Royal Rumble. Like, do they have a goal? Like, are they like, all right, we're just going to try to prevent someone from losing rather than actually winning? Yeah, that's true. Um... I guess maybe, I, I guess maybe like okay, we're gonna put you three in, just as long as one of you wins, you know, at the end, and then you let me go over in the main event of WrestleMania, right? And I get to keep the title. Because remember, as per the 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 wording, it's what one man will go on to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole thing, real quick. The yeah. way the Fink did that, it was very weird. The mm-hmm. way he worded it, the way he said it, it just came off weird. I agree. Um, I also wrote that uh, MSG just pops for when The Rock comes out. I forgot to mention that. Um, and then I had to make one corny joke in this. Yes, good job. Go ahead, go for it. Prince Albert, not in a can. Oh my god. <sighs> I don't even know what to say to that. I know. Well, I mean, he was piercing, so, you know, maybe he was doing that. I, You know what? You're right, because he had teamed with Draws during this time, right? And then I guess Draws was injured at this yeah, point? This or? Is, yeah, this was when Draws got paralyzed. Okay. And then he was right. with the boss man for a little bit. <laughs> okay. And then they broke up. You know, I feel like every after the boss man was after the corporation was done, they really threw boss man all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like as far as creative goes, because like you said, I, I forgot that he was with Prince Albert, um, but then also he fights the Big Show, drags his poor daddy across <laughs> in the cemetery, while the Big Show is riding the uh, the coffin. <laughs> yep. Wow, what great times. Um. Then he goes and makes Al Snow eat his own dog. Mm-hmm. It's really one extreme to the other for this man. After I think Boss Man is a bit of a dick at this point in time. Oh my god, he is probably the big like. What is there to cheer for this guy? Like, there's he's nowhere close to being a cool bad guy. He he's, like I said, he's making he's making fun of someone's father's death mm-hmm. making another one another person eat their own dog mm-hmm. and then somewhere along the line he teams with albert what like yeah yeah it's just it's craziness maybe would you say boss man might be one of the more underrated heels of this era probably yeah i think so it's amazing i always thought it was amazing when he came back to because in and I get this is another credit to WWE here uh, on this time. In theory, the big boss man doesn't fit in the Attitude Era. He was an '80s guy, mm-hmm. but they found a way to actually transition that character to actually fit the era. Yeah, where he was the bodyguard 
of Vince McMahon and, you know, like was basically, yeah, the basically the protector. And I, I just think that's a big credit for WWE. And he's for, in black. That's another and he's, thing. Right. He's not in the like blue. It's not the cartoonish, you know, blue cop outfit that he would wear. Mm-hmm. He's in but, black. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and he looked great. This might be the best he ever looked body wise. I would agree with that. Yeah. Cause he, he did look like he, he, um, he lost some pounds and yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, Oh, I'll, Oh no. Oh no. That's for the next part. Um, Billy Gunn got a pop. Especially weird. Ten, oh, that's nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And that's the last countdown because we have our final five. 26, The Big Show. 27, Bradshaw. 28, Kane. 29, The Godfather. And 30, X-Pac. All right, and we're going to make our way to the final four. But for this segment, we have eliminated Gangrel, Tess, Bradshaw, Venus, Albert, Holly, Godfather, Snow, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Now, go ahead. You go first on this one. Um... One more sign. Um, this said the big jabroni. That's <laughs> yeah. the big show. Uh, then we get run-in number five on Bradshaw <laughs> from the Mean Street Posse. They're really pushing this Mean Street Posse acolytes feud for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And then we get run-in number six from Frunaki. And then we get one last time the replay of Taka getting eliminated. Um, so that was four times they showed the replay of that. And how much was Titus? Four times. All right, so their 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 limit is four. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote down Godfather had some very good looking women. Yes, come to the ring. That this might be the best collection. You know. <laughs> Of women in, Rub- in Rumble history, yeah. I mean, my God, they looked great. I would, I think this that should be a thing. Now, every time the Godfather is in the Royal Rumble, you have to tell me if you think that the set is was it better than the 2000 Royal Rumble group? Because okay. you know, you know, he appears in lots of other oh, Rumbles. Yeah. So, but 2000, I think, is the measuring stick. 2000 is the measuring stick. But we should call it something like I don't know the something with hoe in it, <laughs> uh, the the hoe barometer, the hoe, the hoe meter, the hoe meter. Okay, so right now the hoe meter, the peak of the hoe meter is 2000. in Royal Rumble two thousand. Yes, uh, I like that. So when the big show comes out, I like the fan that was waving the foam Brahma bull at him. <laughs> yeah, he just swipes it away from him. <laughs> uh let's see we have so Lawler this was interesting to me Lawler points out that the rock has a target on his back and I don't feel like he did at all during this maybe Big Show that would have been the only one well no the way he's made it sound was that it's um like everyone is is gunning for him, mm-hmm. which isn't which isn't new for them because the previous year, of course, it was it was um, awesome. Austin with the bounty. Mm-hmm. 
was it? Was it a hundred thousand dollars? Okay, hundred thousand dollar bounty for who eliminates Austin. And so it's not. I, I, I do think that it somewhat comes from that, in that they want to put their biggest good guy. You know, he defies the odds. Mm-hmm. But it definitely doesn't come across like that versus the '99 Rumble, right. where it definitely seems like everyone's after Austin. Freaking. Golga went after Austin. Mm-hmm. Come on, this is just a normal match. So, like, no, I don't see. And it, it just—I thought it was interesting that Lawler was saying that everyone's gunning for the Rock, but really, I don't see him getting any more attention than anyone else. Yeah. Oh yeah. What do, what do you have? Uh, that's really about it until we get to the final four. All right, we have Funaki is back as you mentioned, and is called Chinese again. Mm-hmm. And JR's like, he's Japanese. Yeah, like JR's tired of his shit at this point. Um, all right, let's get to the final four. Here we go. So it becomes Rock versus Big Show versus Kane versus X Pac. Rock eliminates X Pac. And then I have Kane versus Big Show versus Rock. And then I have a crust off because X Pac apparently was not seen eliminated. Exactly. So now I have uh, that X Pac eliminates Kane. And by the way, I forgot that Kane was with Tori. Yeah. Um, and that was that's my one sign that that managers are not allowed at at ringside is because Tori gets sent to the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so X Pac eliminates Kane, which leaves it as Rock versus X Pac versus Big Show. Then the Big Show eliminates X Pac, and then you're down to Rock versus Big Show, and your winner is The Rock. I wrote when X Pac's eliminated the first time. The way that he got tossed out, oh, flew over the top, and it and it looked so natural. Um, and then the crowd is electric for Rock at the end when he wins, and he's going to WrestleMania. Yep, for a one-on-one match. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I I do want to get into that a little bit uh, as we do post-match here. Mm-hmm. Um, what for? So what what did you what did you think? Do you think did you like the X Pac stuff or no? It was okay. I mean, it just had to be in there. You know, it something had to happen with him, and I guess this was what they had to do. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, so post match, we have the Big Show come back out and attack the Rock mm-hmm. and throws him over the top rope. For I don't know for I for a reason I don't know yeah uh, and then you know we're pretty much ending with The Rock going to WrestleMania s- supposedly by himself right. but find out he does that doesn't happen let's talk about that because I I do want this is the f- I think the first instance where there's that we've had on the show that things don't go like they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. As far as you win, you win the Royal Rumble, and then you go to WrestleMania to headline against the champion. Right. And Rock did that, but there were two other people that were part of that. Mm-hmm. How did he get there? Do you remember? Okay, what happened was Big Show said that he won the match, that the Rock's feet touched the ground first. So Big Show was declared the winner. So then he tries every thing that he possibly can to get a match with the rock okay which he does 
and the match is for the right to main event WrestleMania. Okay. Which takes place at the next pay-per-view. Shane McMahon comes out, hits Rock with a chair, Big Show wins. Mm -hmm. So now it's Big Show versus Triple H. Then The Rock has a match with Big Show where if Rock loses, he's fired from WWF, but if he wins, he gets added to the main event of WrestleMania. Then Vince McMahon comes back and he helps Rock beat Big Show. So now it's a triple threat match. Okay. So I hope our listeners are still with us trying to oh, figure this boy. out. Okay. And then the following week, they have the triple threat match for the title. Triple H wins. But then Linda McMahon comes out <laughs> after the match, and she says that the main event of WrestleMania is now a fatal four-way, and the fourth person is McFoley. Mm-hmm. So McFoley... Who, who, who had lost a career match, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. He had retired. So Linda's like, okay, you're going to go and you're going to main event WrestleMania. So, um... Because if... And if you read Jericho's book, originally Jericho was going to be the fourth man. A versus who? Versus Foley? Like, instead no, of Foley? That was, no, was going to be Jericho, Show, Rock, and Triple H. Okay. But... I guess because Mick was so hot, they were like, okay, we're just going to switch Jericho out and we're going to put Mick in. Which I never thought made any sense, because if I remember correctly, the reason for Foley being in the match per Linda McMahon was that Linda McMahon said something to the effect of, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, how? How is it the right thing to do? He lost a match. That cost him his job. I guess, uh, so yeah, Rock gets his, Rock gets to WrestleMania, but it's not by himself. No, it's and, not. And then he loses at WrestleMania too. Right, and this, and that's the first WrestleMania where a heel champion stays champion. Right. Hmm. You know what? Like, I, 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 I mentioned here, you know, I'm not a fan of, of current Triple H, but I liked him back then, and I still kind of stick with that, but I will say this. Is this around the time when Stephanie and Triple H are going out? Because if so, that's... I don't know. It feels very telling to me that... That timeline is so confusing to me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, they did the story, they're together, and then it's like, oh... You know, you can't date my daughter. And then they secretly... I, I don't remember when that happened. Yeah. I just... It's it's, it's weird that it coincides with the, fir- the first bad guy champion. And it, it, the timings... I never realized it until just now. Mm-hmm. If, if, it's that, if it's true and it is like... Um, you know, if it is during that same timeline. I want to say it's maybe a year later... Okay. But I could be wrong. Right. All right. All right. So overall, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, overall, I thought it was a good Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, when you watch it initially, it's like there's no Austin, there's no Taker. The only big name really is The Rock, but the supporting cast is good. It's not the most memorable Rumble. 
but it no, you're not. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's a bad one. Right. You know what I think for me, what kind of takes away is I think the rest of the event was way better. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it really was. And like, but uh, by its sliding margin, I don't know if I'll ever if I'll talk about another Royal Rumble like this, where I think the rest of the event was actually way better than the Rumble match. Yeah, this, this uh, might be the one exception. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. But for now, this is this is definitely uh uh, the how do you say it? This is definitely the the standard as far as an event outside of the Rumble match being good. Mm-hmm. Like you know, uh, but you know, I'm with you. I, I I thought it was a good Rumble match. I uh I yeah, you know, I I liked the Rikishi spot. The run ins were pretty good. The backland surprise I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all in all, I was I, I'm really I'm just really glad that we were able to talk about this era. Uh, as I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, Bill, why don't you head us out of here unless you have something else you need to add? No, I think that's pretty much going to do it for this Royal Rumble. Um, you can, if you guys have any questions or comments, send an email, eliminated3088 at gmail.com. That's eliminated3088 at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Check out my podcast, That Wrestling Show, which pops up each and every Friday where we talk about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Uh, Next time, we are going to talk about the 2004 Royal Rumble match. Mm -hmm. Do things get changed? What? (laughs) What do you mean, do things get changed? Well, do do they edit out what happened in this match? Right, right. Okay, so I see what we're going to wait well, and see. Well, I'll tell you right now. I'm watching the DVD version of that one. I am going to watch the network. Because this is one that this actually comes into play where let's see if there's any differences. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And by the way, people can visit thatspodcasting.com and also follow me on Twitter and Instagram on That's Podcasting. And I think that's it. All right. That does it. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and the 2000 Royal Rumble has been eliminated.